everybody. Welcome to the Bearded Bride episode number 16. This is a podcast with two guys talking weddings. I am Eric Smith, and I'm here in the Cleveland Music Group studio with my partner, Mr. Dustin Lopez. Dustin, how is it going holding on to that cord right now so it stops clicking? Should I just hold the cord the whole podcast? No, or no, should no. Should I wrap just, this around here? Or wrap that one around, too. I don't know what to do with my hands. There you go. Because it was, it was knocking against the other cord, and it was surprising. Oh my it gosh. was making a noise on the microphone. How are you doing today, Eric? Great start so far to this podcast. Fantastic. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know what they say about weddings. What? It's a three-ring circus. Who says that? I've never heard that before. Well, you know, you have the engagement ring, you have the wedding ring, and then you have the suffering. Oh, my God. You were... Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. The hey, worst, the worst officiants. Dad jokes are what I'm all about now. Okay, oh my God, you're like clipping now. I shouldn't have changed your cord. Oh, you're so loud. I'll talk a little soft. Not that soft. Oh, uh, how were your uh, how were your weddings since we last talked? You know, this past weekend was pretty awesome. Got to hang out with the head coach of the Cowboys. I was really kind of enthralled with that. Um, I like football, so that was pretty neat, and. Um, I had an awesome, uh, almost 20-minute speech from Father of the Bride, which was hilarious, and everybody uh, was poking fun at him. And, uh, you know, it was just a great great spread. The, the really cool part was the owner of uh, a seafood purveyor here in Cleveland um, was the father of the groom. And I don't know if you had an opportunity to check out my Instagram, because I've been doing that a lot lately, which is very uncharacteristic of myself. Uh, but I posted some photos of the spread that this guy. Oh yeah, it put looked on. amazing. Oh my gosh, this was just wait. Absolutely so he unreal. He did that. Yeah, you can take a look. He, he just provided that stuff to the country club. He provided it, yeah, to the country club, and um, and I'll tell you that it was like so cool. They had three seafood towers that were just built on this ice block. Crab legs. I wouldn't like. Oh. I wouldn't want that to end. Like, oh, nobody don't, did. You don't nobody need to give did. me dinner. I think we actually ran. So cocktail hour was an hour You're and a half. Screaming long. at me right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> cocktail hour was like an hour and a half long. Yeah. And what ended up happening was that it went to <laughs> seven. <laughs> it went till seven o'clock, and then. At 7 o'clock, uh, everybody was like, okay, we're going to go in. They went ding, 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 you know, and the things. And nobody would, nobody went into the uh, into the dining No, area. if you got crab legs no. sitting in front of you, why would you go anywhere? And then there was, like, a massive table, like, larger than, like, two of your desks, filled with a whole bunch of cured meats and cheeses, a whole wheel of cheese. Like, they just broke <laughs> whole up whole, wheel, whole of cheese. wheel of cheese. Like, Not even mad. Oh, my gosh, I know. It's impressive. Um... So, so um, it was just really neat. It was a lot of fun. Yourself, what was yeah? I had I had two non-wedding weddings in a row. So my couples both got married the month before. One in Jamaica, one in Ireland. Oh, the Ireland one that, um, that was probably something really special. Yeah, and you know I think I've mentioned this before. My brother got married in Ireland. So when I when they were uh, first talking to me, you know, we we chatted about it. And I was telling them how like we had freak weather when we were there in Ireland, like seventy-two and sunny the entire two us, weeks. Yeah. And my first conversation after they got back, she's like, "I don't know how it happened, but we did the same thing." Like, and everybody was like, "This hasn't happened for however many years." And they just had sun and stuff the whole time. And they said it was great. Um, I really enjoyed her wedding because she knew her her crowd really well. 
Mm-hmm. So she wasn't in a rush to get to dancing. Like everybody had come from like her husband's from, I forget where, like Minnesota or something. So everybody had come in for it. It was, it was a small wedding under a hundred people, but people were from everywhere. So they wanted to talk to each other. So she was like, Hey, can we push dancing back until like nine o'clock? We we're going till 11. It's like, we can do whatever you want. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Nobody here is bored. They had cornhole on the deck outside at Music Box, and a few people were playing that. But everybody was just enjoying talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a photographer at the wedding, which is very strange. I didn't have anyone to talk to, really. <laughs> um, or nobody telling you, like, hey, i got to get yeah, out and here. Yeah, <laughs> and like, the people at Music Box were great. They weren't forcing anything to move forward. It was just very nice and relaxed, and it was, it was awesome to not have stuff just being, like, pushed forward. One of the things I love about that venue. And they danced like the whole time, the whole two hours was awesome. Pack dance floor. Yeah, I've never had a bad wedding there. It really, yeah. and their food is fantastic there. It's very good. Yeah. They had a nice spread of like a taco bar, like three different kinds of pasta, all of which I couldn't eat. So I just made myself like some some shrimp and some meat. I had three plates of seafood. <laughs> I can't even imagine. And then I had another three plates of like cured meats and like. Breads and cheese. I probably declined the dinner at that point. I did. I I couldn't eat anything. Yeah. How but was you know uh, how did Melissa handle it? Melissa was not happy. All she could eat was shrimp because she's pregnant. So, but it's cooked. The sh- the shrimp is. Oh, but you still not can't the have ahi, not the um, crab legs. The crab legs, maybe she. No, I think those all went really fast though. Yeah, I can imagine. Um. So, and I don't, I don't know. You have an hour and a half cocktail yeah. hour. I mean, that's a, quite a bit. Um, I feel really bad because we're talking a lot and we haven't introduced our guest and she's just looking back and forth at us as we talk. <laughs> um, so why don't we go ahead and introduce, um, we've got an awesome guest this week. I, I've been talking to her for a few weeks, probably a month almost trying to get actually a couple months. Sorry. Is the microphone all right? No, you're fine. <laughs> trying, trying to get her on and it finally worked out here cause she travels a lot. And you know, I'm, I'm struggling with how, how to introduce you cause I don't really know, like because we're we're not talking to you because of what you do during the day, like your day job. Yeah. It's because of what you're doing on the side. Um, it's really cool. So this is uh, we have Cat Weiss with us today. How would you describe what you do? Yeah. So it's kind of a lot of hats that I wear, but I do um, I do have a travel blog. It's called Worldwide Honeymoon. And mostly what I focus on is um, trip consulting and stuff like that. But I help people plan their honeymoons, give advice. And then the biggest thing I do is travel hacking, which is getting in the miles and points game to be able to help you fly to your dream honeymoon anywhere all over the world, stay in awesome hotels um, for basically nothing, and even upgrade into a little bit of luxury, um, whether that's business class or upgraded hotel suites and things like that just by using miles and points. How did you get into that? Um, Actually, just by planning my own wedding and honeymoon and stuff. So um, so we're going to Southeast Asia on our honeymoon coming up in November. And we, um, you know, I knew I wanted it to be really special. And I listened to a lot of travel podcasts and read like the points guy and a lot of different blogs and started looking into potentially collecting miles and points for it. And, you know, I started kind of getting addicted to it, you know. And um, now we're going to be flying on our honeymoon for... Um, in business class and it's only going to cost $60 a person just via, you know, the travel hacking. And I was like, well, if I'm doing this, maybe it'd be very helpful to teach other people how to do this as well. So that's kind of what I talk about on my blog and help people with. So 
when did you when did you start planning your wedding and your honeymoon? Because you've traveled a lot just in that time, right? Because you you've done some other traveling here recently. Um, I haven't done too much. We did go to South Africa last year for okay. a little bit, um, and then just kind of throughout the states. I was in Quebec City and yeah. well, sorry, in Canada yeah, there, sorry. and then Nashville and things like that. So. Yeah, I've been out of town. You're going to be traveling okay. for your bachelorette party? Going to Montreal. There we are. Awesome. Yeah. That's what cool. about what about his party? Where's he going? He's going to Boston. Nice. He wants to go to Fenway Park and see oh, there you, go. you know, the Red Sox and stuff like that. Yeah. So when did you actually get started with all this, the, the, the trip hacking and stuff? Yeah, so um, I did write an article on the blog about in February, I think that we, it, that had been our first year of full travel hacking because mm-hmm. I got my fiance, Chris, into it as well. And at the time we had collected over 700,000 miles and points. Um, I think we're about at a million at this point. Wow. Um, and I only started in February of 2017. So very, yeah. very, not that long ago. And, and we weren't engaged at that point, but I knew we were kind of talking about marriage and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then that's when I was like, okay, honeymoon travel, that's my thing. I'm going to look into getting some points for that and see what I can do. And then when we did get engaged in May, that's when I was like, okay, let's really did he, get did the he ball rolling. Did he buy the ring with a with card that got you a lot of points? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he got into it yet. But, God, that would be amazing. Yeah, you could hit the men's spin like nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, but I guess like planning a wedding probably would help out a lot with that. Like you just – opening up credit cards that are going to give you the best points and I, i'm not going to pretend like i know what i'm doing we're going to talk about that in a bit but okay <laughs> um but yeah that that had to be helpful in, in racking up all those points right yeah i would say that uh, you know planning for your wedding and honeymoon is probably one of the best times to open up these cards because most credit cards like chase sapphire preferred city thank you premier things like that have a minimum spend between two to four thousand dollars within three months yeah well, luckily, if you're like, oh, I'm just going to call up my caterer and put a deposit down, or I need to put a deposit down on the photographer. If they take credit card, you can hit those minimum spins very easily, and that's how we've been able to open up you know, the cards and hit the min spins and rack up all of these miles very quickly. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, before we get into the topic, you're getting married in September. Yep. September 15th, you said? Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about how, how planning has been for you. It's been good. I I got <laughs> I was really excited to play in the honeymoon because I love travel, but it's it is it's a lot of details. I did yeah. not realize all the work that goes into it, but yeah, no, it's been it's been fun. Do you have a planner or anything like that, or you just been doing it on your own? <laughs> I kind of wish I would have done a planner now that I think about it, and now that I talk to more people like in the industry, but. Yeah, it gets... But you put the right team in place. Yeah, and so, I think so, too. It's, that helps. Yeah, I've picked out some good vendors. I've used the knot and, like, that planning guide and, like, ask all of my friends. Like, I have, like, two friends that have been married in the last year or two that I ask tons of questions <laughs> to and, like, call all the time. But, no, it's it can be a very stressful process. Are both but... your families in Cleveland? No. So I'm from Kentucky, and my okay. family lives in Kentucky, and then his family isn't far away. Um, but his sister's also getting married this weekend, so oh, really? <laughs> very close together. So we've been kind of doing most of the planning ourselves with this. But... Just because I'm nosy, where is she getting married? Um, I think it's Quails Hollow. Quail Hollow, yeah. Or no, no, Meadow Ridge. Meadow Ridge, events? yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meadow Ridge is great. The hotel is Quails Hollow, I think. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Just... <laughs> no, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Meadow Ridge is fantastic. Yeah. 
it's an um, exciting year. Can I do a side note real quick? Yeah. yeah. Make sure you read your invitations. My sister was in town for, she lives oh, in Nashville. And uh, I was shooting the wedding that she was going to this weekend. Yeah. She went to the ceremony, but she went to the reception address. And oh, so no. um, oh, my I got goodness. a text message just like five, five minutes before the ceremony. Oh, my and God. she's like, I'm at the reception. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I mean. You really got to make sure that like, A, well, the invitation yeah. is like really descriptive. I'm yeah. assuming at Meadow Ridge, everything's all at the same spot, right? They're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is nice. The wedding right. reception and everything's at the same spot. But the hotel is in, like, a different thing. So, yeah. like, yeah. Ooh, it's going to be hot. Yeah. But it'll be. Record I think they've had lots one. of good contingency plans. Because I know to... she's been very organized and was like, if it's going to rain, we're going to do this. If it's going to be hot, we're doing this. And I'm like, yeah. oh, man, you're doing, you're, I don't know. In, like, <laughs> the thing about that so is, like, an outdoor venue like that, I feel like you could always do, like, fans with, like, the mister and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I think they might and be they doing have, that. They have two, yeah. like, shaded spots, at least, that yeah. you could yeah. use for the ceremony. I think I'm that's not sure what they're doing. which spot they're using for the reception, but there is some walking involved. You're going to be... It's going to be hot. Yeah. It's a good thing we're wearing flats. The reason why I <laughs> asked, and this might be part of the topic, so I don't want to ruin anything right now, but um, I was asking about family coming in from out of town and whether or not there's any travel hacks for, like, helping family with travel something or others as a means to benefit yourself in your own travels. Um, Does that make sense? Did I word that right? Yes. Like if people are traveling, I feel like that's an opportunity or something. So for the family to benefit or the from, bride and groom? To benefit from your family's Ooh, travel. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, that doesn't work? No, I'm, I'm curious to see. Yeah. Did I, I just invent my own hack? No, oh, no, okay. you're no, no, I could just be like, yeah, that's awesome. No, um, actually at, and I'm not sure all the hotel chains do this, but I know, um, Starwood preferred hotels such as like a loft Cleveland downtown and stuff. Um, if you have a hotel room block, you get points. Well, you get a dollar or I think you get one mile per dollar or one point per dollar spent via that hotel. So if you have the, the catering, all of those things happening, you get points for that on top of if you book like for every like 10 rooms, I think you get either like five to 10,000 points on top of that. Oh, wow. So yeah. So if you're doing, yeah, of course, if you're using a Starwood preferred hotel, which can be, I think the Meridian, there's like a whole list of hotels and they've just merged with Marriott. So I'll have to double check kind of what the, yeah. what the rewards are with for that. But that's a great travel hack for yourself. And, and if your family well, wants, um, if they want to use points to fly to you and you have a points credit card, like the Chase Sapphire Preferred, you can refer them, send them a referral link. If they open it and hit the men spend, um, you get 10,000 points. So those are other great ways to, you know, travel hack Wait, your you wedding get, using other people. <laughs> you get 10,000 points no matter, no matter what they spend? They do have to hit the men spend. So like, what does that mean? So the minimum spend is. Oh, min. So sorry, I'm sorry. Tri- <laughs> like I thought it was oh, like one word. <laughs> min- you know, that's how us travel hackers do it. No, um, so the minimum spend is basically the amount you have to spend to get your bonus. So okay. yeah, so whether that's like spend five thousand dollars in three months and you get like sixty thousand points, yeah. sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Huh. So if Did you refer to somebody, somebody yeah, I was like, really, that was like very ghost like. Oh, yeah. All right. Usually ghosts don't give the peace sign. Oh, I didn't oh, see. Okay. I know. <laughs> he, comes Sorry to interrupt. he comes in peace. I got really freaked out <laughs> um, So yeah, I guess we can jump into the topic. Let's do it. So we're talking about honeymoons today. Yeah. We're talking about. Obviously, we're going to talk about some awesome ways to to hack your honeymoon, and 
paying for it or hopefully not paying for it um, <laughs> if you do everything right. What do I usually do after I introduce the topic? We get right into it. Okay. Yeah, it's um, good. I mean, I usually ask the guests why, why they wanted to talk about this, but obviously you want to talk about it because you're awesome at it. Yeah, and I and I reached out to you on Instagram. I found you and was like, "Hey," slid into your I got, DMs and was I got like, super "Hey, I love excited talking about honeymoons and weddings." And like, I want to be able to do this because we like yeah. my wife's Thai, so you know the plan was go there every two years. Yeah, that plan changed after our last trip, so now it's going to be every five years. Yeah, but still, I'd love to not pay for it. And um, like we've used, I think. While we were doing wedding planning and preparing for our wedding, we got the the Chase Sapphire Platinum for both of us, and mm-hmm. I, I think we ended up using some of that for our first trip there. It saves so much money. I have yeah. so many questions. Yeah, okay. go, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, because I don't go have anything it. specific. Oh, okay, cool. So um, I just wanted to first state that like so many of my brides and grooms, especially this year, because on our questionnaire we actually have people fill out like a few months before their wedding. Um, we have them fill out like, where are you going on your honeymoon? Are you going on a honeymoon? What, you know, what dates are you going? That kind of thing. So that a, I know like how fast I need to deliver photos back to them. Okay. Um, like if they're going on a honeymoon, like the day afterwards, like obviously it's not important for me to get photos back to them immediately. Yeah. So I can just kind of relax a little bit. That makes um, sense. Cause I was wondering why you would ask, ask yeah. about that. And then yeah. like. In addition to that, I just want to be able to, like, oh, my gosh, check in. Like, here's a preview. You know, hope you're having fun in Sonoma or wherever it is you're going, you know. Um, But I just wanted to state, like, so many people this year are taking, like, these mini moons. Yeah. And I feel like there's pluses and and minuses to that. But I feel like the majority, like, of the reason why people are doing that is because travel is expensive. And that's why this is so relevant to so many people because maybe a lot of people – would love to go somewhere, but they just don't know how to do it really effectively. Yeah. And that's where you come in. And that's I feel a, like yeah. that's like everything, like everybody needs to be reading. No, that's exactly where I come in. I enjoy doing that. I've been helping my friends plan their honeymoons for a while, and I just decided to turn it into a business. And I'd say probably one of my best stories to date is I have a couple who um, are getting married in October and their dream honeymoon is to go to New Zealand. And they were like, we don't even know how to get there. It's like, it's going to cost us $1,700 per plane ticket Mm -hmm. just to even get there per person and economy. And, you know, they were not sure how they were going to be able to budget it. And I was able to help them. And Thanks to, you know, United has such a great rewards program. I mean, they're not always the best airline, but um, their rewards program, they have a, like, it's called the United Excursionist Perk, where if you fly, um, if you're booking a reward flight, you get a free one-way flight within, like, if you're going from, like, the United States to New Zealand and you're changing regions, you get one free one-way flight within that region. So, um, yeah, so that's a great thing to know about because they were like, well, while we're going to New Zealand and we're using points, you know, since I've been helping them, they were like, well, Australia is so close. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we kind of did more research about the United Excursionist Perk and now they're going to Australia and New Zealand round trip and it's only going to cost them $315 total for them to fly there wow. and back. So, you know, I think mini moons are great if that's all you want to do, but like, I think that That is exactly right. That's a huge inspiration for why I started the blog was because, and the business is because I think 
people always think that travel isn't affordable and that's just not really the case. I think the most I've traveled in my life, I was probably the poorest I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm not saying like go stay in hostels and stuff like that, but Hmm. like, you know, there's Airbnb, there's home sharing, um, you know, those sort of things. And there's going to the market and cooking a little bit with your Airbnb. There's, you know, and, and figuring out when to splurge and when to save. So, you know, since we saved on our hotel and luckily we're going to Southeast Asia, everything's really cheap there. So (laughs) the accommodations are pretty cheap, but you know, if we wanted to splurge on a night out, that's something that we would do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hope that answers. Well, even that. even splurging in Southeast Asia is <laughs> it's like not that it's bad. nothing. <laughs> it's like going to like a Friday's here. Yeah, yeah, and people don't have to necessarily go to like these all inclusive resorts that are like one thousand, two thousand dollars a night either. You can still go to the Caribbean and have a great time mm-hmm. in like an Airbnb or a nice hotel somewhere right. else, and yep. then you can use your hotel points. So. Are a lot of these perks and things like the points and stuff you get, is it like a hidden thing that they don't show people like actively and you have to do your research and find these little things? Um, you can sign up for any airline reward program. Like anytime you fly, sign up for an airline, yeah. like rewards program. It's completely free. It doesn't cost anything, that sort of thing. But, um, I, some things do take a little bit of research, like mm-hmm. finding a good flight. Sometimes award availability can be tricky. Um, and it'll change every single day until you actually book it. Yeah. Um, so that is definitely where I come in and help people with that because it can be pretty hard navigating. Like, you know, I think United probably is one of the better search portals where you can find a word availability, but like Delta's is horrible. Yeah. And so it, it can be definitely a challenge, but I think it's definitely worth it if you want to save money and go to your dream honeymoon destination. So you had a question. I mean, I have a lot of questions. How do you start, like, how do you start doing this? How do I start like, travel hacking? Or? Like, no, no, like, like as a person planning, like, for a honeymoon, how do you start? Well, that, that, yeah, that was actually one of my questions. Yeah. Like, when, do people just, like, contact you and you, like, plan their whole honeymoon for them? Or is it, like, something where it's, cause it's so giving, much... they're reading some stuff from right. you and then they have to do a lot of it on their own? Because there's, like, spending involved. Like, they right. actually have to do things. Yeah. So um, I do have the blog that people, if they don't really want to, if they just kind of want to do it themselves, they can kind of read a little bit and get kind of a general idea of how to do it. Um, and a pretty good idea. But um, I do offer, like, different tiers of service. Like, if you just kind of want a little bit of direction with your travel hacking and then all the way to, like, I basically tell you, like, a customized itinerary, all of that stuff. So, I kind of do the range with that to help mm-hmm. people with that. But, um, but yeah, most of the time people kind of find me on my blog, my Instagram, that sort of thing, and reach out to me. What if they can't get these credit cards? That, <laughs> that <laughs> like, does make it like, tricky, but no, that's not the only way. And they way. can't hit, like, the, like, they don't get approved for a certain amount. Yeah. Well, first of all, this is a hack that everyone should know. If you ever, because I've opened like 11 credit cards in the last year, (laughs) um, if you ever get rejected when you apply, call the reconsideration line because you don't know why they rejected you, to be honest. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, know your credit score beforehand. Yeah. Like don't get credit karma, credit sesame, something like that and check it. But you know, if you do get rejected, call the reconsideration line and see whether or not you can get approved. I've been rejected before because they just didn't have enough information and I gave that to them and you know they were able to give me my credit card but um there's other ways to save money too not just you know doing the miles and Mm -hmm. points thing too if you're not able to um you know 
I think if you have some flexibility, so that is it, really it isn't all based on like credit card points or no. like miles and stuff. Yeah, I mean that's a huge part part of it, and I mm. think that's the probably the easiest way to save money, or like the most lucrative way to save yeah. money is just via collecting all the miles and points. Um, but for sure, there's lots of great resources out there, like Hopper. If you've got some flexibility, mm-hmm. it predicts when prices um, will drop. That's how we booked our flight to South Africa last year. Um, from Cleveland to Johannesburg, it dropped to like $800, I think. Wow. And we booked it as soon as the price dropped, which is a pretty good deal from like Cleveland. Yeah. And, and um, you know, Skyscanner's great. Another great um, website. So you know about Google.com slash flights, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they have Google.com slash flights slash explore, which is where you can kind of put in your home airport and you can type in a region. So if you want to go to Europe and then you, and then you type how long you want to go. So I want to go for 10 days to Europe. I'm going to start taking notes while you're talking. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So you go Google. Melissa, dot- we're taking a trip soon. Yeah. So google.com um, slash flights slash explore. You put in your airport, you put in the region you want to go to. So if it's Caribbean, Europe, and then you know, the range of days that you want to go. Like, I want to go for 7 to 10 days. It'll pop up the cheapest place to fly into and then the dates to fly. Wow. So for Europe, from Cleveland, usually I get, like, Dublin pops up is usually the first thing, and it's, like, $400 thanks to Wow Air because, you know, you can fly into Iceland and hop on over to Europe from there. So, yeah, those are... That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great way to find some really cheap flights. Um, Yeah, I saw a flight for, like... Yeah, three four hundred dollars to Paris or something, or yeah. That actually answers one of my questions, which was: Are there better places to fly to than others? Like, is there? Have you seen anything in your experience in the last couple of years where, like, this is an awesome spot to honeymoon, and mm-hmm. it's totally not what you would think? Hmm. I was gonna say I feel I'm really putting you on the spot too. Honestly, South Africa is like the best place I've ever been. I think. Well, Korea, I really want to go to like Cape Town. Yeah, Cape Town's gorgeous. Safari is like, yeah, definitely do safari last if you're going to do it because we did the safari in the middle and then went to Cape Town and we were like depressed our whole first day in Cape Town because <laughs> we were like, oh, we're not on safari. But it's just, it's and it's becoming more and more popular to go on a safari now for your honeymoon. But it's definitely like. It's amazing. You're really close. Isn't to that nature. what Will and Megan did? Didn't they go on a safari? I thought they did. Who? Not Will. Um, Harry and Meghan? Harry and Meghan. It's uh. still like, they like, nobody knows. They could have been to Canada yeah, it was like or Ireland. Super I keep secret. reading about it. And I'm like, just, I want to know. I've seen like three different places, but I thought yeah. one of them was like this safari place and like these fancy tents and stuff. Yeah, probably. Because they went to Botswana on like their second date, right? Or something. <laughs> totally normal. You know what yeah. one of those totally fancy normal. tents is called? Uh, yurt. Yes. Oh. Oh, they have them down in um, Hawking Hills. Um, and then oh, the, where's that eco camp? I love the glamping. It's always the fun. The glamping, yeah. yeah. E- eco camp is around here somewhere on the east side, isn't it? I don't. Have I've you heard of that? I've never heard of it. Oh, it's our friend Bill uh, Javorski. Really? Yes. Interesting. I might have to take that out because I don't know if he has an affiliation, but he posts about it all the time. I would eco love camp. to. I want to go get okay. a yurt. In really fancy house. yurts, like crazy. It's all like furnished. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, we yeah we definitely did the luxury glamp, the glamping or yurt in South Africa. And it was cool because you just get connected with nature. The sky is gorgeous. So yeah. yeah, that's a that's a place I think. Yeah, a lot of people don't think about. I guess the continent of Africa really, but there's just I just want to go back and spend lots of time there now because <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. So beyond the honeymoon is I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, no. but. 
I just feel like this is such a good topic of like people that want to take a five year anniversary trip or whatever. Yeah. Like, is there ongoing hacking? Because I feel like if if you sign up for all these cards and then you have them and you did your honeymoon and it was awesome. Yeah. And then a few years later, you're like, I want to do it again. Like, can you just sign up for another 11 cards? And like, what do you do that in that instance? Yeah. So there's definitely a strategy to kind of like signing up for the cards, but yeah, like I've opened tons of them. Like we already got our honeymoon taken care of a long time ago and we've still been collecting points and I mean, you could go at any time and right. to go somewhere. I think I guess you're always getting points when you're yeah. spending money on the cards. Yeah, so. Exactly. So we, yeah, I've paid for several flights throughout the states via miles. Um, I'm t- sending my parents to Europe for their anniversary next year using miles. Jeez. We're going to Europe and Peru next year on miles. Oh my goodness! So we've been able to visit like three. Four, four continents. How does that on affect your miles? credit score? I feel like opening eleven cards, like that's. Like, but if you're keeping your ratio down, but the rate, yeah. but that's only like one part of your credit score. Where like the age of your credit history is a big one. Yeah. So if you have like eleven new cards and you're like the age of your credit history is like one year, on yeah. that, like one point five years, that's a big thing. Um. So that's a good question, and you're exactly right with that. So like each, there's like six main components to your credit score and they all have different weightings. So the biggest one is definitely going to be the derogatory remarks. So if you've declared bankruptcy or you skipped payments and don't pay or you're in collections or collections, that's a huge one. That's going to have a big weight. Also what you were saying, your utilization rate. So it's the amount that you spend on your credit versus the total amount that you're allotted. So say you, what you're carrying. Yeah. So say you spend a thousand dollars a month and you only have a thousand dollar limit, mm-hmm. then you're, you have a hundred percent utilization rate, which you want to keep that well below 20, 10 to 20%. Right. Um, instead, if you open up, you know, $10,000 or something, well, then you've just lowered that to 10% if you're only spending a thousand a month. So that's going to boost your credit a lot. And you do take, um, you do take a small hit when you open a credit card because you get a hard inquiry. And that officially goes off your credit score within two years, but the effects wear off within three months. So usually Mm. my credit score will take a slight ding, and then it goes right back up and actually increases because my utilization rate um, decreases. Decreases Because you have a larger amount of – that's interesting. And your accounts go – yeah, and your number of accounts plays a factor. So your accounts increase, which is good. It means you're, you know, being responsible and able to collect or able to – you know, pay off your cards and things. Um, but the age of your credit history actually is a pretty lower weighting uh-huh. than like utilization rate in the other ones. So, you know, obviously most, you know, a lot of married couples and stuff have probably had a little bit of established credit, whether it's some student loans or, you know, for me, I've had a credit card since I was 18, like just a small right. one that I put gas on just to build credit. And like, I'll never close that one because that makes your credit look great. Right. So if yeah. you have no fee cards, always keep them, like don't close them really. But, yeah, so I've actually improved my credit via travel hacking, which is crazy. And I know that that's a big, a big that's myth awesome. or a big perception of it. Does any of the it. stuff that – because you sound like a financial advisor. Does, <laughs> I am a CPA. In, okay, I was, I was going to ask, like how, like, how is this related to, like, what you do in everyday life? Cause, yeah, so, uh, yeah, my, my 9 to 5 job, I am a CPA, so I, okay. I'm an accountant. That makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a big – part of how I do that. I'm big on budgeting and all of those things. So oh, that's yeah. kind of made it really great. Do you guys have a, segue. do you guys have a house yet? Um, we have a condo. It? Yeah. In Ohio city. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say you're, you're going to be on top of all that. Hey, I'm getting a phone call. Eric. What about it, the, it wasn't, what about it the moon? wasn't my wife. Oh, she doesn't know. 
<laughs> no, I mean, that's not this person that's calling doesn't know to uh, to not call right now. Oh, June yeah. knows, and she's still working. Um, do you have another question? I do. So, um, to, I just feel like, I think I already know the answer to this, but just so everybody can know uh, and be on the same page, is there like limits to when you need to use points by, and is there timelines that people should be following? Um, you know, obviously, anybody that's listening to this is probably going to go check out your Instagram and your Ooh, blog like right away. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> and uh, they're going to learn so much. You but get the bearded bride bump. There you of, go. of one to two Instagram followers. <laughs> oh boy! Um, no, but like there must be some time limits on things, and you should be following certain timelines. Can you kind of just take everybody through, you know, just a thirty thousand foot view on what that looks like? Thirty thousand foot, you know, how airlines fly. Yeah. Do you like my pun there? I know. I loved it. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, a joke and a pun in the same podcast. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I'm going to answer, I guess, a couple timelines. The first one is how many cards you should be opening at a time timeline, sort of. And that's, again, like I know you had that question about like how it affects your credit score. Obviously, don't open 11 cards at one time. That's going to be terrible. Um, Two to three is the max that you want to open at a time. So, And then wait three months for your credit score to go back up again. When you say at a time, do you mean like literally like the same, like is there a span that you want to wait? Yeah, I do it at the same time day. Okay. Yeah. Two to three, the same day. It's called an Apo-Rama. <laughs> and then you wait a good three months, 90 days at least before you open up anymore, just because you want your hard inquiries to kind of fall off mm-hmm. and like boost your score up again. And you don't look like you're, you know, travel hacking yeah. and, and taking advantage of some banks and things. But, um, yeah. So, um, the other timeline and sorry, I was just in regards track. to like the yeah. spend, so obviously like you got right on the ball and you, you know, uh, had a certain amount of points that, you know, you got the honeymoon booked right away. Yep. So, but I'm sure that some people might be a little bit more relaxed. They don't know where they want to go. They're mm-hmm. like being, you know, whatever about it. Yeah. But those, those points must expire, right? They do. And it's, it depends. Deltas usually typically don't expire, but, um, there are some that do expire within like a year and a half once you've earned them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big thing I can say with that is with your credit card, even if you're just buying a pack of gum, like just, just earn some miles with it every six months. Mm -hmm. Like I have some cards that I like, you know, I have 11 cards, but I probably only use three on a regular basis based on how many points I can get off of them. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, if I pull out one that I don't use that often every six months, buy a pack of gum with it and I'm still earning those miles. So basically your miles only expire if you're not using them or if you're not gaining any more miles. Hmm. So if you just gain a couple extra miles every once in a while, those aren't going to expire. Gotcha. So you've got time with that. And if you and if you want to buy time with that, with your right. miles, if you have a ton extra and you don't want to lose them. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I to this all day. Um, this might be the first episode my wife listens to. And then she's going to open up like three new credit cards next uh, week. Yeah. There you go, right? <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of Melissa doing. Um, That's great. So I guess, or do you have any questions? Oh, wait, I did have some fun thing, like a good... Shoot. Whatever you got. I got more questions, so... Yeah, okay. Yeah, with, um, I guess, again, with wedding planning kind of being one of the perfect times to open up cards is some cards, like Chase Sapphire Preferred, give you, like, 
you get the referral bonus if you like have someone you refer somebody, but you also get an authorized user bonus. So Chase Sapphire Preferred, you get five thousand points if you refer somebody. That, well, if you're getting married, <laughs> that's why she gave me a card. You've got a fantastic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably why um, you have a great person that you trust that you can refer, the, or you not only can refer the card to, but make them an authorized user. So there's fifteen thousand extra points that you earn just from adding them and having them open the card as well. So that's how Chris and I were able to open up. I think we got like 115,000 points just from Chase Sapphire yeah. Preferred because we both opened it. I referred him. There, plus there are those the nice metal user. cards too. They're really they cool. They are really nice. Yeah. You can slice somebody's throat with those. Yeah. That's the way my <laughs> Amazon card is. Yeah, it's like yeah. crazy. Now I now I need to get rid of all my just percentage back cards and I need to, yeah need no to get just points cards <laughs> no miles and points is so much more lucrative especially because um, mostly with the ones who transfer to different airlines so like Amex every Amex points um, City points and Chase points will all transfer directly to airlines and something that would be like a like a flight to Europe is pretty much sixty thousand points mm-hmm. most most places you're going to um, transfer your points to. Um, whereas a flight might actually be like a thousand bucks. So basically your point is worth more than a cent. It could be two to three cents, just depending Mm -hmm. on how you book your flight. So it's worth more than your 1% cash back or something like that. So Mm. it's a great. How do I tell if the the credit card that I have is, is worth like using, like how do I determine? Cause I have a bunch of credit cards. Um, I guess it depends on what you get your bonus categories in. Like I know like. Like, if you have Chase Freedom or something, and they have, like, 5%, well, oh, yeah, that's another one. If you have Chase Sapphire Preferred or Reserve, and you have a Chase Freedom, you can transfer those cash back into points, which is amazing. Um, But if you have, like, the 5% at grocery stores, then use that at grocery stores. Mm -hmm. Or Amex Everyday Preferred, I think they also have three points at grocery stores. But um, I know City, thank you. Premier does like three points at gas stations. Well, I'm going to do three points at gas stations and get, you know, yeah. start getting a lot more miles and things. This person keeps calling the office. Is there, um, is there like a top three list of like just most beneficial cards to start off with? Yeah. So I think Chase Sapphire Preferred is one of the best ones to start with just because they transfer to so many good airlines and hotels. Uh-huh. Um, and they're a great beginner card too. The annual fees and waived the first year but it's 95 after that and then you get two miles per dollar travel and dining one mile per dollar everything after that and yeah it's just easy you you get chase ultimate rewards which transfers to united british airways like iberia like all those different Mm -hmm. ones um so i think that one's a really good one to start out with and then just collecting as many chase points as you can because those Mm -hmm. are always those are probably the most beneficial but i also like amex everyday preferred is a good one um, Chase Sapphire Reserve is good. Um, you get the three miles per dollar and you get TSA pre-check, like access to all these lounges, but it's also a premium card and it's $450 a year. So a lot of the benefits pay for themselves, but if you're kind of like, I don't travel that much, it's not yeah. really worth it. I would do the preferred. So I right. think that's my yeah. number one is Chase Sapphire preferred, but I think Amex Everyday preferred is pretty good. Um, City Thank You Premier is good. Um, so we, yeah. so you gotta be careful about the fees yes is, is a big thing to consider yeah um it is uh and is there any like cr- sorry to interrupt but like is no, there any fine. like um consequences from like okay i did my honeymoon and now i'm gonna cancel my card i mean because the fee is you know 450 dollars or something you know like how does that all factor in 
Yeah. So I've actually, now that I've been doing this for over a year, um, have started running into the, the, you know, the fees and things like that. So I think step number one is call them and try to negotiate the fee. Um, if it's a card you use a lot, they would uh-huh. rather not lose your business. So, right. you know, if you're kind of like, I don't know if these kind of out benefit the fees, that sort of thing. And sometimes they can waive it or they'll give you extra miles for paying the fee or something like that. So mm-hmm. definitely try to call and negotiate it. If not, you could downgrade, you could downgrade the card, which, um, say like, Hey, like I've got the chase after I preferred. I don't know if I want to pay the $95 a year you know, what can, what can you do for me? And they'll be like, Oh, well we could just downgrade you to the chase Sapphire, chase Sapphire regular or the chase, chase freedom, chase freedom unlimited. Some of those no annual cards. So you don't have to pay an annual fee, but you don't really have to. And those are the real, the, the, like the honey hole kind of like cards that you really want to keep forever. Yeah. Like I, it doesn't really cost you anything. Exactly. Like no fee cards. I, I don't really like to close them just because they don't have a fee and why close them. But, um, but it, you can close, like, don't close them all at once. But if you want to close one, like 11 months, 12 months after you've had it to avoid the annual fee, you know, doing one every once in a while, isn't going to affect your credit mm-hmm. as much. The biggest thing is the credit utilization. So if you're responsible, you pay your cards off every single month, but closed accounts still problem. factor into your score. It does, but it's, it's in your number of accounts factor so it's not it's a it's got a lower weighting yeah yeah okay. it's not as much as the utilization which it will affect your utilization because your amount of credit is less now i bought a bike on a, a peloton you know what a peloton is yeah we talked about this in like yeah. the second episode yeah so it was like, a hanukkah gift yeah but i bought it with like the the like peloton credit card yeah it was like special you know financing right, of whatever. course yeah and a month after i bought it they closed it because they were no longer working with Peloton. Oh no. I was like, damn it. <laughs> but it's still sitting in my in my credit. Yeah. And it's still like factors into it. It's just not as much. It's just a closed account that just keeps getting paid off. Yeah. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. yeah, I've opened for this computer and this computer two Barclay cards. Which is I feel Did like I'm still them? paying this one off. No, I well no, because they're I've used them both afterwards. I probably shouldn't be, but but now with this new one, because it's two separate credit cards, mm-hmm. with this one, I'm getting awesome points towards the Apple Store. Like every $250 oh, I spend, I get like $25. This guy won't stop calling. I get like um, $25 in Apple products, which I don't know if it's good or not, but I, I like it. And I've yeah I've gotten some good stuff. Especially if you use a lot of Apple. Yeah. That's worth it. <laughs> um, what was I going to ask? Oh. Okay. So here's the scenario. We're talking about like fees. And upgrading or, or downgrading. Yeah. So before our trip to Thailand this past January, I think in November I got something from my – I had the American Airlines Advantage card. Mm-hmm. And they sent me a thing like, oh, upgrade and all these benefits and stuff. The benefit that stood out to me was the lounges. Yeah. Because yep. we didn't get like first class or anything because we got a child and it would be crazy. Um, but I was like, I, th- I feel like this lounge thing will come in handy, so I'm going to take that fee – but I don't travel that much besides that. Um, I'm, I'm just curious what they would do if I called to downgrade now, and it's only been, like, what, seven months since I did it. Um, I mean, why would you downgrade now if you're not I don't know, because I don't want to pay the fee. Well, you won't get paid the fee. I don't think you'll get charged the fee until, until no, like, November, year. December. Yeah. yeah. So I would just call. Call, call then. Yeah, call then and just say, hey, I'd like to downgrade. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or have them waive your fee. That's way too much time. Yeah, or negotiate your fee. <laughs> That's the best advice yeah. ever. Yeah. That's really good. No, I, I, to, I, I, wrote, I, I mean, I've swung and missed on that, but like for one of my cards, like I tried to, the United Explorer card, um, I tried, I called. And also, if they don't, if the first person you talk to doesn't like do it, like they're yeah. like, no, we can't possibly call again, like a few times. And if you, yeah. I mean, if you strike out three times, I would just, and you know, I should really have my wife downgrade do it. or potentially cancel the card, but. Yeah, you know her, her English isn't the best, and she gets things like, like crazy, like returning stuff to stores that shouldn't be allowed to be returned, <laughs> just because I feel like people don't understand her enough to want to keep having a discussion with her that they yeah. just give in or like, okay, whatever you want. So I don't know. I feel like she could yeah. uh, she could be beneficial. I think one of the coolest parts about this whole thing is the fact that you're putting deposits down on everything. You're paying. Yeah. I mean, the average wedding is. What like twenty seven or twenty eight thousand dollars in Northeast Ohio? Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of You're freaking easily, money. That you can like, easily yes. going to get those bonus things, yeah. but also don't put yourself in debt and yeah. spend no, but, outside yeah. your well, limits. But if your budget is you know X Y Z and you have that money, yeah, you if know, you have that, that money saved, do doing. it. Stuff you can take off of your budget too because you're saving money on the honeymoon and that kind of thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, obviously, like, don't go and just spend money to spend money to get it on your card. Have that saved up. So that's what we've been doing with our with our wedding and stuff. We were like, hey, well, let's put a deposit on the photographer. Well, we've already got that saved up, but let's just hit the men's spend and get points for it. Yeah, most of the yeah. time on any credit cards that I have, personally, I mean, if I'm spending money, I'm paying it off, like, the next week. Yeah. Because I don't want it to sit, you know, and... I don't know. Yeah, and and points. I was really miles irresponsible and when I was in college. So. No, no, but and miles and points cards are like they do have some higher percentages, like per, like right. interest rates. So you don't want to carry a balance on them. So make right. sure that you can pay them off pretty quickly after you do it. You know, whether it's by your next statement or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah don't overspend because that could be when you're dealing with credit credit cards that can be very dangerous. Yeah. So. If you're smart with your spending, this is a really great Well, there's answer. dumb hackers and there's smart hackers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when I say hacking, this is a completely legal thing to yeah, do. Right. Just to let you know. It's just a terminology. It's just a terminology. Yeah, because airlines offer rewards programs. They partner with credit cards. You know, they give you these bonuses to entice you to sign up. And, yeah, but versus staying loyal to one airline, it's just yeah. I'm going to go – you know, go to the well, one that gives me the best points yeah, and lets they me make fly money for free. off of every transaction that you, exactly. you know. So that's, yes. I mean, that's so a mutually a beneficial relationship. Exactly. So. No, it's a um, little untapped secret for people. You feeling good? Yeah. God, people just keep calling. They oh. love Cleveland Music Group. Let's spread the word. Um, what was I going to ask? I, I guess I wanted to also talk about, like, um, honeymoons in general. Yeah. Um, not just from the, the travel hacking side of it. Um, something that I don't, I'm curious to get opinions about the, how about crowdfunding for your honeymoon? Like a honeymoon fund? Yeah. Like a honeymoon like fund? There's, there's lots of oh, websites out there that do that. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I think you kind of do what you want. I think some people like, I know my fiance and I have lived together for a few years now and like. You got all the stuff you we need. We have everything yeah. we need. So like, of course we might register for some nicer things that we've had our eye on, but you know, I I put on a few things for our honeymoon, like our day with the elephants in Thailand or something, like, or you know, a boat cruise to Halong Bay or something. Like we put like things like that. But I think if if you've got everything you need, like 
and people want to give you something and you know if they want to contribute then why not say hey do you want to contribute to my honeymoon because we have everything we need and Mm -hmm. i'd rather have that money go to an experience versus like you know more things that we don't need how millennial of you i know (laughs) well i'd rather have like someone contribute to my honeymoon fund than buy me a kitchenaid mixer you know because i don't need it and i'm never going to use it so i i definitely yeah but i think if you are moving in with someone for the first time and you don't really have anything well yeah then register for the things you need You know, one thing that we really haven't talked a whole lot about, we've spent a lot of time on hacking and how great that is. Yeah. But, you know, the actual travel, you know, and, and, you know, creating amazing experiences. Do you have any, you know, great advice for people that are looking to, that, that have that importance in themselves to, to create lasting memories and really great experiences versus things and stuff? And is there anything travel-wise that, you know, you've seen over the last couple of years that you're just like, this is the bomb? Like experience-wise yeah. or or just general advice? Just general advice. Well, I mean, both, I guess. Because, I mean, you're – I'm assuming that you – well, like you said, you've you've helped a couple of friends plan. And that's been a really intimate yeah. experience because you're – you know, that you know them. It's yeah. not just somebody coming to the website. Yeah, and right? I like to get to know, like – my clients too and their background and their story because mm-hmm. it helps me plan their honeymoon better you know if right. they'd rather lay on a beach then like i'm not going to be like you should go hiking every day like right. that's not going to be beneficial <laughs> but yeah um but yeah i think overall a big piece of advice is just um i think yeah again experiencing it kind of getting lost a little bit i i think the biggest and most fun i've had while traveling is just wandering off on the street like you know obviously safely don't go into like a sketchy area yeah, yeah. but like you know, get off the tourist beaten path a little bit, or, you know, even, even if you are staying at a resort, maybe go out to dinner one night somewhere and like kind of get to know some people around you, whether it's other people that are traveling from around the world or meeting the locals. Cause I think meeting people is probably the most significant and the best part yeah. of the experience. But as a couple, I think taking time to like I don't know. I think one of the great things on Safari was um, the Wi-Fi was really spotty, which I know a lot of people complain about with hotels. But we were kind of like, okay, great. We're going to leave our phones yeah. in the room. And we really connected with, like, each other and met all these great people. And I think no matter where you travel, maybe put your phone down, you know, put the put the camera down eventually. Because that's easy to want to take pictures of everything and not fully experience mm-hmm. it. So. That's the biggest piece of advice. That's a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, I took live a, in the moment a little bit there. What was that? I took a trip. It was a long time ago now, like 2010, 2011. Just a little like four or five day weekend thing. And the second day I lost my phone and I had the most fun. Yeah. Like I wasn't worried about anything like on my yeah. phone or whatever. Yeah. I was with another friend who told people I lost my phone. Um, I had so much fun. And then the last day, the last morning... Someone contacted us, was like, hey, I found your phone. And then we went and picked it up, and it was, like, perfect. Like, I didn't have my phone all weekend, and then right before I leave to get on a plane, someone's like, hey, I got it. It was, like, it was awesome. I don't know. It was just a really fun trip to not have to worry about that kind of stuff. And I actually had, um, I think I bought a disposable camera after, and I still haven't, uh, I still haven't gotten it, what do you call it? You need to put all of those pictures on Instagram. Disposable cameras yeah. these days. Right. Oh, I couldn't yeah. find anybody it and scan it all in. I couldn't find anybody to develop it, so it's still sitting in a drawer at home. Yeah, there's and a Walgreens for that. one. Pretty excited. Yeah. I, I was. Uh, right. I went to my first NASCAR race that, which was amazing. You can 
You can just bring beer cans in in a garbage bag. Like, we just had a garbage bag full of beer cans. What? We just brought it in. I've never been to It was NASCAR. amazing. Oh, God. I would recommend at least going to one in your lifetime. Yeah. It's so much fun. I bet. And I'm it's like the whole the tailgating experience is like um, through the roof. Better than football? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, yeah. Especially in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, what else we got? 52 minutes. It's pretty good. We blew through that. I know. There's just so much to talk about. I know. There's, yeah. I, I you should start your own there. podcast. Do you have, I, let's, let's just find <laughs> out your top three places that you haven't gone that you want to go still. Not um, your honeymoon destination. Not your honeymoon. Okay. Um, God, that's so hard. Cause I just want to go everywhere. Um, I, I want to go back to Africa again, but I think I want to go to Botswana or Namibia and go on a safari there and explore more. Um, I would like to go, we are going to Peru next year, but I want to go to South America, like Argentina or Chile and go hiking and do like, um, the glaciers and things like that. Hmm. Isn't that where Machu Picchu is? No, isn't that yeah. is in it? South in South America? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Over there and yeah, New Zealand. I think New Zealand would be New really. New Zealand's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been? Yeah. Oh, I want to go. It's I mean, so every picture is like so pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's really really awesome. We did yeah. that in Australia. That's that's sweet. I know I'm helping a couple plan theirs, and I'm just like we're planning on going in a few years, but I'm like. I want to go now. Let's just book an extra ticket for us. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, we're coming with you. <laughs> They're going to love it. <laughs> um, where are you going in Thailand? Um, we're going to go to um, Chiang Mai, Kalipe, and Bangkok. Where's Kalipe? Um, it's close to like, I'm going to butcher this, but Lang Kwai, like near Malaysia. So it's in like the south. It's like a teeny tiny little island. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think it used to be pretty remote, but now it's like. Some yeah. uh, some bloggers have written about it. Now it's like becoming popular. How are you? Are you taking a flight down there? Um, yeah, you have to fly into like Hat Yai and yeah. then take the ferry okay. over to over to it. Because my my you wife's hometown, my head. <laughs> my wife's hometown is in like the south south, like by Malaysia. Oh, nice! But um, I refuse to go there because like the U.S. Embassy says that like they won't let their employees go there at all. Oh man! Um, it's like eighty five percent. Um, Muslim. There's like bombings all the time. She's like, "Come on, come on, and we'll, you know, we got to bring Bo. We got to go." And I'm like, no. She's like, "But there's like security all around all the time." I was like, "Yeah, that's because stuff happens." Yeah, um, I, I did not even know that geographically speaking. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how far Hatyai is from it. I think it's more of like a port town. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I know that like there are certain like. Areas in like southern Thailand, they like recommend to not yeah, just avoid. copy your itinerary and, and it's when like, you get back if you're yeah. still alive. I, then my reds go. But also, like I think with travel too, people like when we said we were like spending a few days in Johannesburg and going to South Africa in general, people were like, "Oh, it's so dangerous! It's so dangerous!" And I like did not feel yeah in danger there. Like I felt pretty good and like I think BMW makes a car for South Africa that like has like fire that goes out the bottom of it. <laughs> Because there's like so many carjackings, is what I've heard. But like yeah. you're saying completely the opposite, and that's like 99 percent of the time when people oh, are my like, God, yeah. "Oh, how did you go there? It's so dangerous." And then people are yeah, like, like "It was fine." Fine. I mean, it, it was a little jarring, like going to like 
all these apartments, like, there are, like, tall walls with, like, barbed wire around it, so it looks kind of threatening and scary, mm. but it's just, like, kind of the norm there. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. You, I mean, don't be, like, basically use your common sense wherever you travel. Like, yeah. don't be an idiot. Right. Like, don't wander alone by yourself at night and, like, yeah. you know, don't have flashy jewelry and, like, yeah. Yeah, piece of advice. Probably don't take your engagement ring on some some of your honeymoon places i there you go leave it behind sometimes or when i travel yeah. but yeah. eric where have you not gone that you want to go yeah um i want to go to australia and new zealand um we were just watching something the other day and we both said we really want to go to like amsterdam it's a fun city because i've been to like i've been to london Beautiful. and scotland i like to go back to scotland but london wasn't for me like i wasn't interested that was just like another new york city for me mm-hmm. yeah, which i wasn't good. I didn't really like that much, but I love Bangkok, which is weird because Bangkok yeah, like bigger. is even bigger. <laughs> but for some reason, I love it. Like I really want to retire to to Thailand. Do you have any like great street food or any kind of? I mean, everywhere. Okay, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do. Um, I think it's called Ja Five or something like that. J A Five. Okay. Something like that. It's this woman. She actually has three Michelin stars. She's, oh my god. Um, for her. And it's just like omelets. Like she makes these amazing like seafood omelets. They're like thirty dollars, huge. Um, there's a. She was just on a one of those travel food documentaries on Netflix called Somebody Feed Phil. So it's Phil Rosenthal, the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond, and he just goes around like all these different countries, living the life. And <laughs> just he's just—I've never seen anyone with so much enthusiasm for everything, and he just puts everything in his mouth. He just loves eating. Yeah. Um, and it was so much fun to watch. But he went to this woman's place. And we we meant to go there on the last day of our last trip. Yeah. Because we just found out about it. And I don't think she has three. I think it's just one. But it's just crazy that a street food person has a Michelin star. Um, That's incredible. But we we had just flown back from... Shit, where were we? Um, I think it was Phuket. So we flew in from Phuket. And we were leaving the next day. So we didn't have time. We were staying by the airport. We didn't have enough time to get to the middle of the city to, to get it. But So we were pretty disappointed. But that's on our list for next time. Unfortunately, I don't think this woman's going to be alive in five years because she's pretty old. Um, but I think it's Jaw 5, but we can look that up. Nice. Um, yeah, where else would you go? The Definitely the um, the floating markets. They're really cool. And, I mean, the, just the street food there is amazing. It's right. it's so good. Don't be that. don't be scared to try anything, and definitely check out uh, Chinatown in Bangkok. Okay, I've been reading a it's lot about that. It's crazy. Lately. It's bonkers. Um, and try this stuff called uh, it's called roti. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a crepe, but it's a little bit thicker. And they put like bananas and Nutella in it. There's a ton of them on the street <laughs> in Chinatown. Yeah, it's a little bit harder when you get out of Chinatown to find it, but. Uh, they're so good, and they sell roti here, like frozen roti, and you I've just put it that on that tasty kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really, really good. Food, so good. And Chiang Mai was awesome. That was my first time to Chiang Mai. Nice. It's a really cool town. I'm all about the food vacation. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, if you look at my Instagram story for today, I like, <laughs> I during lunch, I was just like reading articles about what to eat because we're going to Vietnam and Cambodia mm-hmm. too during our honeymoon. I was like, what to eat in Hanoi, what to eat in like mm-hmm. in Chiang Mai, and like I was just like, is it weird to like want to go to places for their food? You gotta watch <laughs> that thing because he goes, he goes to Chiang Mai in it. And in Chiang Mai, you have to eat. I, they don't call it Chiang Mai there, but it's called Chiang Mai here. And there's only one one restaurant that I know in the area that sells it here. Mm-hmm. So it's like fried crispy noodles, 
yeah. with like a curry. Oh, cow soy. Cow soy, yeah. yeah. It's here they call it. <laughs> um, you read a lot of stuff today. <laughs> this is what I do. I research all the time. That's yeah, why I help I people. But he, <laughs> they go to the one that the the chef, like this huge chef in Thailand, thinks is the best cow soy in Chiang Mai. Okay, and that's like that's like yes. the birthplace of cow soy. Yes. Um, and it's so good. But if you're if where do you live? Ohio we can, Okay, so it's not close. But on the east side, you can check it out. Um, Bangkok on yep. Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Mayfield Road. Bangkok, they have Bangkok, Thai. they have Chiang Mai, and it's so good. It's not as spicy, or you know, it's almost authentic, but that it's not quite as really spicy. Good. That's that and really that's good. that's June's go-to. She goes there once a week. So we used to go there. That's one, where once all a week when we lived in Cleveland Heights. That was our go-to. That's place. where all the Thai people go. Is Bangkok. Yeah, and Banana Blossom is really good too. She loves Banana oh Blossom. Oh my god, I love Banana Blossom. That's like. A block or two from the my The best house. part so we is go there a lot. <laughs> we know we know all the people there, so we take Bo and they all just grab him and walk away with him. I can <laughs> eat in peace. It's amazing. I was gonna say I'm looking at pictures and I was like, he's adorable. He's pretty cute. Um, yeah. Geez, we're at an hour here. We got to get in a uh, uh, one star review. Eric's got TV to watch. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, I had forgotten. Is it raining? It yes, is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I had forgotten to do this until like 20 minutes ago. So I just found ah. this now. So I can't believe I found this because it's, it looks amazing. But this is for a company that specializes in honeymoon planning out of Columbus. And this is a one star review. Um, we need like, we need like an adjective to, to name the company. Like blank honeymoons. An adjective? Yeah. Happy. Happy. There okay. we go. And let's see. <laughs> let's see if there's any names in here. Because I haven't quite gone through all of it. Are these like one star reviews on the podcast or just like a one, just a review? This is a one star review I read from Yelp. Oh, from Yelp. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then we, we kind of discuss it. So this person is a honeymoon planner. I don't see any names, so if I... I was going to say, why would you read one-star reviews for yourself? <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, oh, okay. I do need a lady's name. Lisa. Wow, that's actually close to this person's name. I can come up with something else. No, that's okay. I already said it. <laughs> now I'm going to be guessing her name in my head. You might know the company. We'll see. I don't know. Um, so here we go. We tried Happy Money Honeymoons to plan our honeymoon, but we're completely unsatisfied with the services. I'm now being threatened with a lawsuit over my review, and as Lisa puts it, my financial future is at risk. Uh, no, my financial future, whatever. The, the grammar in these aren't the best, so I try to fix it as we go. It doesn't always turn out well. Um, so I have been asked to remove reviews. I have been asked to reword reviews to comply with terms of services. I have been asked to provide proof of my claims below, and I've done it so that future clients have an idea of what type of business practices Happy Honeymoons chooses to engage. Her service starts with a brief introduction phone call that goes over budget, preliminary ideas, destinations, and a few rules if I choose to work with her company and her fees. One of the rules that should have been an immediate red flag was she warned about reading reviews on travel review sites. (laughs) She stated that sometimes those reviews are unverified or could be altered by, or faked by people or companies trying to manipulate reviews one way or another. Because of this, I had to rely solely on her recommendations and suggestions. I asked for pictures of rooms, specific things, and I had to wait days for a response. I could have easily Googled image. Google image. They reversed it. <laughs> 
Google imaged or looked up on various travel review sites for an answer, but again, she told me not to use those. When I, when I asked for like changes, sketchy. yeah, when I <laughs> asked for changes to to dates or locations or tried different combinations of things, it was met with resistance, and reminded me this would take an hour of her time to process any changes or estimates. This made getting answers quickly. Uh, this made getting quick answers difficult. I was led to believe I was a difficult client because I did not fit into their 99% of couples, and my requests for changes were unreasonable and time-consuming. I will not apologize for fitting inside the box most for not fitting inside the box for most of your clients do. I was reminded that she has other client appointments or how much time she has already put into helping plan our honeymoon. She continually set the same sent the same canned PowerPoint slide presentation over and over with a few extra slides added each time. This made keeping track of the resorts and packages impossible. I was presented with inaccurate information regarding travel time and airline flights to destinations including Fiji. In one email, she told me it takes two days to get to Fiji. This is incorrect as there is a direct flight from LAX to Nadi. Is that pronounced right? That would have worked with our schedule. That, that would have worked with our schedule perfectly and only three hours longer than Tahiti. It should be noted they resell vacations from various supplies and wholesalers. The prices she quoted aren't competitive or even in the same ballpark as online travel sites or your local membership-based warehouse travel department. I thought I was working with a full-service travel agency, but actually working with an impatient reseller. At one point, Lisa was frustrated enough with my request for different scenarios, combinations, and pictures. She handed me off to another agent. This was the final straw. I was not going to start over with someone else again. Save your money. Use your local membership-based warehouse. They have a great travel department, well worth the price of membership. They are more flexible and happy to run so all sorts of combinations with you right on fo- the phone. Um, we would have never been able to stay 10 days in Bora Bora using pricing from Happy. Damn it, Happy. It's a long Dang, one. Dang, Happy. Yeah. But at the same so, time, you think that she would catch on after a while. Would you like, don't, don't believe look any of my reviews. That's all I do when I'm like researching is like, <laughs> yeah look at people's reviews of places and things like no yeah, that's really messed up yeah no i would look at the reviews and be like no absolutely not but yeah i didn't that, know that, that was a sucks. thing like reselling other companies i didn't either packages. i did know that i did not know yeah that. there's that's a whole crazy. bunch of them it's bonkers yeah. well make sure your advice is to make sure you're looking at hacking instead of just yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? You have any thoughts on those like Costco and stuff for travel? We use Costco for our honeymoon. I d- I didn't know Costco actually offered that, but I know. Um, I mean, there's like obviously like travel agents and stuff mm-hmm. like that around here, and I think I think it's great for your honeymoon. It just I think it depends on how hands on or off that you want to be, um, or not even that, but like. I think you get really stressed out planning a wedding. That yeah. like obviously it's kind of easy to have someone take care of the honeymoon. Yeah, but it's so much more expensive. Um, it depends, I guess. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're paying full price for everything. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Are you just going about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I know because because with, with my services, it's not going to be like, hey, sign up for this credit card. Yeah, you know? and that's true. But like, we did actually go through an agent. Um, like for our trip to South Africa again, I keep bringing it up, but like we actually booked it like via safari through 65 because i i don't know i like them they're a great company i'm not sponsored to say them but um yeah like they are cape town based they had good reviews and stuff and 
I didn't notice it because it was all built into the price and it was like, we basically told her our budget and she worked with that. So I don't know. I think, I think some can be really good experiences. I know for my particular services and stuff that I do, like I do charge money for it, but I think that the service that I provide and the money I save you via travel hacking more than, more than makes up for it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. if If the agent is going to save you money, yeah. And that's yeah. A, that's and it's actually thing. like yeah. it's building your own financial like future also I feel like going with this cuz then you have knowledge moving forward. Like it's yeah. not just helping you with your honeymoon, but it's helping you plan for other stuff ahead of time. Yeah. And I can help and, with right. that too. Yeah. I don't there just have to do honeymoons. <laughs> 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 plug myself a little more. Um no, but yeah, it is it's a good financial knowledge for the future especially because you're merging your you know, a lot of people merge their finances and yeah. kind of getting it, it does kind of inspire those conversations of credit credit scores, yeah. you know, your financial stability as a couple, that sort of thing. Yeah. So and, a lot. a lot of people need that conversation because they don't understand yeah. the implications of doing specific things and, and how it can affect you and affect like getting a house in the future and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's good to just have that conversation with somebody that, that knows what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. What do you got? Hashtags? Hashtags. What? <laughs> oh, just a hashtag for the episode. If someone happens to tweet... <laughs> If someone is talking about our podcast somewhere, we hope they use our, our hashtag, even though we don't check them because no one's using them yet. But we like to come up with a hashtag for the episode. So I have a few. Okay. Um, the first one is... Don't lose, be one of mine. Is lose yourself. Did okay. Did you have that one? No. How about um, put your phone down? Okay. Oh. And okay. Uh, somebody feed Phil. Somebody feed Phil. I mean, that's going to take you to the, uh, the actual big one. thing. Yeah, and then the are, last one is trending. the last one is Big Brother 2018, and that's an inside it's, joke. It actually, yes. actually would be it's BB20. Oh, it sorry. would be the accurate one, but you're going to get a lot of stuff you don't want to read if you. My do bad. That. <laughs> um, I had I wrote down one. I just wrote down Apple Rama. Apple Rama. Uh, I, like I wish I came up with that one on my own. <laughs> you did. I just stole it from you. You didn't know that this was going to happen. Um, Rama. Okay, plugs. Uh, you can find all our stuff at The Bearded Bride on social. Uh, email me. I love getting emails, even if it's just from Melissa. Um, where can we find you? You can find me. Uh, my website is WorldwideHoneymoon.com. Okay. And on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, I'm at WorldwideHoneymoon. And my Twitter is WWHoneymoon. Awesome. Follow her. You're going to love it Yay. if you like to travel at all. Love it. I love and travel. And save money. Um, <laughs> I am the Bearded DJ everywhere, Dustin. I am Dustin underscore ORDP, but I'm thinking about changing that sometime soon. To what? Uh, we've been talking about a lot of rebranding stuff. Like co- away from or- ORDP? Uh, well, branded more towards ORDP just in general. Okay, but not changing the name ORDP? No. Okay. Yeah, that's that's sticking with us. Good. That took eight years to build. Yeah, you don't want to get rid of that. Branding takes work. Cool. Um... <laughs> And then I think that it deserves a shout-out in this particular, what we're talking about right now is shout-outs and where to find people. I think that Google deserves that google.com slash flight Flight slash slash explorer. Explorer. Yes. That's fantastic. I had that written down as my last thing. And they they don't advertise it, which is crazy. I'm really excited to just kind of play around with it all day long. You'll go go into a deep rabbit hole. We we got (laughs) to... 
And Hopper.com. And a, Hopper. It's an app. We've got some baby yeah. moons to plan. Yeah. Hopper is an app. Yeah, it's an Hopper's app. Hopper's an app. Yeah, yeah. Hopper. You Download Hopper. it. I don't fantastic. know Hopper. I don't travel. And Skyscanner is another great um, website, too, for looking at flights. It's very similar to Google.com slash flights. Except you can put everywhere, and it'll tell you cheap places. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And watch every, somebody feed Phil. It's really good. Yeah. And the, I think the second episode that. is Vietnam, <laughs> too. Oh, good. I need um, to. You have some homework. I do. <laughs> I, I didn't think, I uh, honestly, I didn't think I was going to want to watch it, but then I started, like, the first episode was Thailand, so immediately I was like, okay, I have to watch this. Yeah. But he is so happy about everything all the time, and just, I don't I know, love I just loved it. people. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> um, what's the other one? The Have you watched The Ugly Delicious? Mm-mm. I think okay. he goes to Thailand. Thailand, maybe. I don't remember. But that's another good one. Yeah. Just Final getting thoughts? Getting excited to eat all the food. Yeah. Um... No, I don't have any final thoughts. I I love this episode. Like I love I'm gonna this episode too. I'm gonna re-listen to it all the time. Um, I <laughs> do have you. some final thoughts, and that is, uh, and I'm not just blowing smoke. Um, okay. <laughs> that, like Wait till I, leave. I always have been very critical of millennials and travel for the last several years. I feel like there's too many of us that. If you say, like, what do you want to do with your life? There's so many people out there that are like, oh, I want to travel. And then you're like, well, why do you want to travel? And they're like, I don't know. And they have no, like, core. Yeah, it really is. And so um, I think that one of the things today that really, like, changed my viewpoint on that is, like, travel is so much of a personal experience. And you get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. And you're talking about putting all this effort and work into, you know, making it affordable and making it a positive experience and something that you're able to do versus something, you know, that you just do just to do. And I think that that makes it so much different of an experience. And I'm so thankful that, you know, you are here telling us about this. And um, I think it's been fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and this, I mean, so this episode much. is for like, it's for everybody. Yeah. Everybody oh, can yeah. benefit from this. I, yeah. I don't oh, know. Of course. I really like this episode a lot. <laughs> like, I want to release it now. Stop it. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> Thank you. Um, it's so been that's a lot it, of right? fun. I've really enjoyed this. Thanks. Yeah. Time for you to get your own podcast. Yeah, we can bring I'm you back about it. after your honeymoon. Yeah. See how yeah, it yeah. goes. <laughs> Best podcast ever. Best oh. podcast ever. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.